Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog yeah. Talk Radio. A Date with Destiny for Monday, November the 19th. I'm your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds, LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve their destiny. We have another very special show for you this evening, and I am pleased to have co-hosting with me once again, Ms. Teresa Hamilton, who is the CEO and founder of Making It Happen Incorporated. Hey, Teresa, how are you this evening? Well, I'm doing very well, Lisa. I'm here in sunny Myrtle Beach enjoying um, my Thanksgiving uh, week. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm jealous. Good for you. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Um, as I had to uh, take a minute out to to get everything together, and so at the beginning of the show, you may have heard me calling uh, calling out to make sure I had everything together for our special guest tonight. Um, tonight's topic of discussion is Hall of Fame against all odds, and sharing with us, Miss Teresa. In tonight's discussion, we have a very, very special guest, and I'm so excited to have him with us, the legendary Hall of Famer, Mr. Lenny Moore. And if you would like to call in later on in the show to say hello to Mr. Moore, that number is 347-237-4518. That's 347-237-4518. But you may want to just wait, you know, like uh, later on in the show and just give us a call in. And I'm only going to take a few callers just for you to call in and, and say hello to uh, to Mr. Moore. And if you if you have a question or something for him at that time, we'll, you know, we'll we'll go ahead and take the call. And for those of you who are tuning in via the computer, please click on the follow button on the left-hand side of the title so that you can receive updates on upcoming broadcasts. We are now available as a podcast, and it's free. So if you go to your iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in a date with destiny. You will also receive future episodes as well as being able to take us with you wherever you go. You can also send me a message through this site. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message through my Facebook page, which is facebook.com, forward slash a date with destiny 101 or you can leave a message via my website info at your net. so miss teresa hamilton are you excited about tonight's guest oh i am so very 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 excited just uh knowing mr lenny moore and i have brothers who when i when they heard that i was doing the show they were just so ecstatic about uh 
hearing him. And so I, we just we just can't wait to ask him a few tidbits of questions um, so that we can hopefully help to inspire and motivate some youngster out there uh, uh, to, ch- to achieve his best, not only in sports, but just in everyday affairs. Yes, yes. Um, and last week we talked about our show was um, taking that quantum leap of faith. So this show really ties right in with that because as we talk with uh, Mr. Moore, you're going to find out about his quantum leap of faith that he has taken in his career and um, uh, the things that he has done even um, since then. Uh, he's a very spiritual man. He's a man of God, and he's just a wonderful, wonderful person all around. Um, so like I said tonight, uh, our topic of discussion is the Hall of Fame. And um, what is the Hall of Fame? Well, the Wikipedia's definition states, a Hall of Fame, Wall of Fame, Walk of Fame, Walk of Stars, or Avenue of Stars is a type of attraction established for any field of endeavor to honor individuals of noteworthy achievement in that field. The meaning of fame has changed over the years, originally meaning renown, as opposed to today's more common meaning of celebrity. In some cases, these halls of fame consist of actual halls or museums, which enshrine the honorees with sculptures, plaques, and displays of memorabilia. Sometimes the honorees' plaques may instead be posted on a wall, um, which is a wall of fame, or inscribed on a sidewalk, a walk of fame, or an avenue of fame. In others, the Hall of Fame is more figurative and just simply consists of a list of names of noteworthy individuals maintained by an organization or community. Tonight's guest has achieved those things and so much more. Mr. Leonard Edward Moore is a former American football flanker, halfbacker, slash halfbacker, who played for Penn State in college and the Baltimore Colts. Woohoo! Because we're from Baltimore, so you know we got to yeah. give that a shout out. For almost a decade, starting in the late 1950s, the Baltimore Colts were one of the National Football League's premier teams. Lenny Moore was a major reason for the team's successes. A Penn State product, Moore was a first-round draft pick of the Colts in 1956. He had a productive first pro season and was named the NFL Rookie of the Year. He was first used as a combination flanker and running back, but his primary responsibility was to catch passes and catch them indeed. Teaming with quarterback Johnny Unitas, the two formed a terrific pass-catch combo that devastated the opposition for almost a dozen years. Following the season, he earned first-team All-Pro honors, something he would do again in 1959, 1960, 1961, and 1964. Seven times he would be selected to play in the Pro Bowl. After sitting out for a few seasons due to injuries, Lenny bounced back magnificently in 1964 and enjoyed the finest season of his career, scoring 20 touchdowns. That year, one wire service dubbed him the Comeback Player of the Year, and another named him the NFL's Most Valuable Player. So from 1963 to 65, Lenny scored touchdowns in 18 consecutive games, an NFL record. When Mr. Moore retired following the 67 season, he left behind some amazing statistics. 12,451 combined net yards, 5,174 yards rushing, 363 pass receptions, and 113 touchdowns. Woo! Woo! That's a quite a, a, an accomplishment and an wow. achievement. So we are so honored and excited to bring yeah. to my listening audience, we bring you Mr. Lenny Moore. Hello, Mr. Moore. How are you this evening? Oh, fine. Just listening to what you were saying. <laughs> Does it still blow you away to hear all of that? <laughs> well, you know, just uh, I just thank God. Yes. Yes, yes that is for amazing. all of it. 
Well, you know, Mr. Moore, first we want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us this evening. Uh, Being from Baltimore and knowing the history of the Colts, I'm a huge, huge fan of yours, and I've told you that several times. And Mm -hmm. I am so honored and humbled to have you share with us this evening. Well, it's my pleasure, and uh, it's a blessing because uh, that way gets my mind (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Back keeps your mind active. Uh, I said it keeps it going, keeps it active, keeps it moving. Well, got to, got to do it. Well, Mr. Moore, we met several years ago, and it was my good yeah. fortune having running into, to run into you again uh, just a few short days ago. Sure. And we had a chance to talk quite a bit and uh, the last couple of days. And I must say you are such an inspiration that I had to have you share that with my listening audience. I want to start the conversation off by taking you back out on that field in a time when race played a major role, the hmm. time when you could when you could travel with your teammates but couldn't always eat in the same restaurants with them, you couldn't always stay at the same hotels with them, and uh, you couldn't always fraternize with them the same way out of the locker room as you could when you were in the locker room. Um, and I'm going to read a quote to uh, a quote that I found from the Baltimore Sun that came from you, Mr. Moore. Mm-hmm. And you, you quote you you were uh, quoted by saying, "There was never anybody ever closer than me, uh, closer to me than the guys that I played football with on that Baltimore team on the field. Right. We were just like glue, one for all and all for one." But once they blew the whistle and the game was over, <clears throat> excuse me, they, the white players, went their way while we, the black players, went our way. We split. It was race. Could you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> That's exactly uh, what was going on during that time. A lot of people, uh, <clears throat> you know, would see you in one arena mm-hmm. and uh, not really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. After uh, you know that arena had shut down, right? You know, uh, football's the kind of game where you have to materialize. That's mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when you have whatever feeling, but when you get ready and you're going on that field against an opponent, uh, the thing is, is that you drop. All the situations, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, come together as one. Mm-hmm. You have to in right. order to play together and do whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, in those situations, uh, when the game was over and the whistle blew, most of the white players went their way, we went our way. But it was a situation that uh, was what it was about. Because uh, basically, uh, during my time, if we wanted to have any kind of entertainment or any kind of uh, social gatherings to the degree, mm-hmm. we were pretty much confined to Pennsylvania Avenue in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the white players were pretty much out in the Towson area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there were times I was invited to those functions, mm-hmm. and uh, there were times I went to those functions, mm-hmm. and uh, people showed exactly pretty much what it was all about. Right. I remember I pulled up in the car just trying to find out where we would park. And uh, the guy says, uh, wait, hold on a second. Well, where are you going? I said, well, I'm looking for a parking spot. I'm a part of the uh, program. And um, he said, well, put your car over there. Now, I wonder over there. I wonder, well, okay, fine. So I went and I drove, and where it was was in the back of the kitchen. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. And that, well, that was pretty typical because I guess he figured I was one of the kitchen helps right. or, or whatever. 
So when I got out the car and I walked in there with all those pots and pans and everything oh. going in the back way, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I looked, I said, hey, wait, now what the heck is this? Here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. going through the same situations. Right. And uh, so I walked out and uh, went in the front door. And when mm-hmm. I went in the front door, they held me up. Mm-hmm. said, uh, well, what uh, can we help you? I said, well, I'm a part of the program. My name is Lenny Moore with the Baltimore Colts. Uh, wait, hold on right here. And they stopped mm-hmm. me right there, and I noticed some of the white players came in. They went right on in, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so they held me up for a while, and I said, man, oh, man, I said, here we go again. I said, another one of these situations. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I said, damn, I said, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I need a drink. Or something <laughs> kind of, kind of, to kind of get me together. Right. And uh, I said, just a little taste or whatever. So I walked over to the bar, and then the bartender came over and uh, can I help you? I said, yeah. I said, I'd like to maybe just have a beer or something. I said, I don't want, but I said, I'm part of the program. Oh, yeah, you're uh, with uh, Unitas and uh, Art Donovan and uh, Mm. some of those players? Mm -hmm. I said, yes. I said, I'm to be sitting on in that other area. He says, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Moore, but uh, I can't serve you. And he oh, went wow. on and left me and went to the next person and served him. I said, I'll be, you know. Doggone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, here we go again. Wow. So um, I just went on and went in and worked my way through the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, but those kind of things were pretty regular, right? And uh, you know, if you went into certain areas, that's exactly just what you got. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could expect not to be given quality service, right? Or uh, whatever. So I mean, that was just a part of the whole situation. Yeah, but okay. So let me ask you this. Um, um, so how did that? play a part with your psyche, I mean, you know, your your ability to get yes. out there on that field yes. and put all of that, to swallow all of that, and to get out mm. there and do the remarkable things that you were able to do. You know, uh, it's amazing. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. that uh, I did something where I put a little miniature Bible yeah. down in my right thigh pad. Wow. And wow. Uh, so as we were getting ready, like being in the locker room and getting ready to come out for the opening kickoff, mm-hmm. uh, we all had prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be rubbing my little Bible mm-hmm. down there, just rubbing it. And uh, went on the field, and uh, what God has blessed me with, whatever ability and talent, that's what came to the forefront. Right. Wow. I could forget what was and mm-hmm. get into what is. Oh, wow. So uh, that's what it was. Right. I learned <clears throat> an awful lot by being bounced around and, second-rated, you know, down the line. I had an opportunity to talk with uh, some of the people like the great, late, great Jackie Robinson. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Played with the Brooklyn Dodgers, and he Mm -hmm. was the only one on the Brooklyn Dodger team. And he had to deal with a lot of racism coming in the side doors and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him, I said, that we were at a program up in New York. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jackie, 
I said, let me ask you a question, my man. I said, um, can you, how how do you handle this racism and -hmm. things that's constantly going around? I said, we have the same problem down in Baltimore. And uh, and then in certain areas where we go, you know, we may not be staying in the same hotels, you know, and that kind of thing. I said, how do you, how how are you handling when you're only like by yourself? You don't have any other, mm-hmm. you know, to talk to. Mm-hmm. I said, I've got Jim Parker. I've mm-hmm. got Big Daddy Lipscomb. Mm. You know, and like so, I said, and uh, Sherman Plunkett is there, I said, and Johnny Sample is there, and Milt Davis. I said, of course, mm. we were limited as to the numbers. But, right, because uh, didn't you say it was six uh, per team? Six or seven. They kept okay. it pretty limited. Right, and the okay. reason that they could keep it at that number was simply because what they did was put them all at the same position, stack them up. So when it came time to cut and get down to the final figure. Gotcha. So in other words, uh, you would look over there at the halfback position, and uh, there would be four or five uh, brothers there. (laughs) Okay, wow. (laughs) And so that meant you're only going to keep two. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other one's got to go. Uh-huh. And that's the way it was in certain positions. Then there were certain positions that were what they called taboo. Okay. In other words, quarterback was of a course. no-no because it's a thinking position. That's the way right. they said. Right, right. Middle linebacker, no-no. <laughs> Offensive guard, no-no. Right. And uh, certain positions like that, that they labeled quality mm-hmm. positions, mm-hmm. only simply because they put them under the headline of these are the thinking positions. Wow. You know, and uh, like we don't think. Right. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it was all those kinds of things that you had to deal with. So just right. like getting back to Jackie. Uh-huh. I said, man, I said, how did you do it? I said, man, you were the only one. You had nobody to relate to, man, or to talk right. to. He said, Lenny, he says, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't know myself. That was his exact verbatim words. Wow. I don't know myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we all know the bottom line. Right. You know, if God wasn't with him, there'd exactly. have been no Jackie Robinson. You yes, know, I yes. mean, it's just that simple, just that yes, period. Sir. And yes, he sir. knew that, yes. you know, and yes. uh, and that's the way he carried himself. Because mm-hmm. many times, well, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lord, for getting me through this day. Thank you, Lord, for getting me through this situation and those situations that uh, others very difficult for people to work their way through it. Yeah. Lord, you got me through it. Just yeah. like I told you before, if it wasn't for me patting that little Bible yes, in sir. my right thigh pad, you know, when yes, I went out on the field. But then yeah. again, you look at it that God has blessed all of us yeah, with a yeah. certain talent, mm-hmm, certain yeah. abilities, mm-hmm. and things that you call on and uh, for you to call on it's like comparing like when when from an educational standpoint Mm -hmm. you know from the educational standpoint you pray that you hope that I get my lessons and then I'm tested on the lessons that I'm given. Mm. But then, when you look at life, you're given the test <laughs> yeah. before you get the lessons. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, look at that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay? Yes. 
educational wise. See, God gives us wisdom. Yeah. And when God gives you the wisdom, it means you gain the knowledge which creates the understanding. Hmm. And when it creates the understanding, you understand through the knowledge of where you got the wisdom and from whom the wisdom came from. And you come to find out, now I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, related to that, um, Mr. Moore, one of the things I find interesting is that I believe that God birthed us all with a unique skill or talent. And in Without case, question. Yes, and in your case it was football. My question for you is when did you realize mm-hmm. that football was your manifest destiny? When did you know, hey, I love this sport and I could possibly take it as far as I can take it? Or did you ever realize you could go so far? No, didn't realize because there not that was that many of us in that position to show us the way. Mm-hmm. You know, because we knew that we had the, uh, you know, the black baseball league because mm-hmm. there wasn't that many in the uh, American League or the National League in professional baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it was limited number. Just like I said, when I talked with Jackie, Jackie was the only one on the yeah, Brooklyn Dodger that? team. How mm-hmm. about and, that? And just like he said, he said, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get the name the, the Redding Rocket? This was tagline and names that they would put on you uh-huh. if they felt that this is what you resembled. Well, let me but let me but let me tell you this. Okay, so mm-hmm. you had several nicknames. You've had Sputnik. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the fear the you incited in opposing this. Right. Yeah, big for the fear that you that incited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then you had the reading. What is it? The reading rambler. Yeah, the reading Redding rambler. And then the lightning Lenny. Lightning Lenny. For your unmatched mm-hmm. speed. Okay, now mm-hmm. here's one that I know that still sticks with you today because I've heard some, you know, you, you talked about it and someone call, still calls you this fat. Oh, yeah. Is that your spat. favorite one? Yeah, that's the yeah. way that I used to tape my shoes. Right, but guess what? Yeah, you were the uh, first one who did that, and then from what I've been um, reading about you, that everybody followed suit after that. (laughs) (laughs) So you started a lot of trends back then, and didn't even know you were starting a trend. And this happened when I was in college, when I was at Penn State. Wow. And, um, you know, it was just like at the time that I went to Penn State. Uh-huh. It was a lot of race situations mm-hmm. yeah. and problems and things yeah. like Thank God, mm-hmm. by my being in the athletic arena, mm-hmm. it was like, hey, man, it's one for all and all for one. Right. We right. work together. We play together. Yeah. We do this together. And like mm-hmm. so, now there were certain things out of out of the ordinary, you couldn't do because there were certain places we couldn't go, certain places right. we couldn't eat, certain mm-hmm. places you couldn't do this, certain places. And uh, that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of the whole thing that was in place, especially when I went to Penn State, and a lot of people don't know this, mm-hmm. uh, during between my sophomore year and junior year, I was kicked out of Penn State. Oh, wow. Yeah, people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, that was due to the fact that all of what I went through, I was looking for me. I was wow. trying to find me. Okay. I would walk the campus. Hmm. End to end, looking at the trees and the grass and things wow. like that and missing a class here and missing a class there and uh, whatever. And it happened. It caught up to me. I was kicked out of school. 
Mm. When I was kicked out of school, I said, geez, I cannot tell mom and pop. I'm here on a scholarship, which is the only way I would have been able to go. Mm -hmm. I'm here on on a scholarship. Now I have no scholarship. What do I do? Where do I go? What's going on? Mm -hmm. I can't tell mom. I can't tell pop. I'm the only one of that whole more situation that ever had the opportunity to go away to school. And what I did not know was that my dad was doing things that were really taught to a lot of people. He was just doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. I did not know Dad could not read or write wow. until my mother taught him to read mm-hmm. or write. Because, see, they were in the fields. Mm-hmm. He was okay. born down in Bamberg, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they worked the fields and whatever, were not allowed to go to school. Mm-hmm. And he met my mother in... York, Pennsylvania, as he migrated back up from the south Mm -hmm. and whatever, but couldn't read, couldn't write. I did not, because every time I saw my man, he had his head in a book, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he was reading. My mother taught him to read. Everything that the house needed, He put it in. He put it in our furnace because we never had a furnace. He put in an inside toilet Wow! because we had outhouses. Right, right. (laughs) Right. And uh, everything that was done in the Moore household, Dad did it. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid growing up and I saw him doing this and measuring pipes and putting these things together and screwing this together and whatever, I never paid it any attention. I said, man, Pop is sharp, boy. He can take Mm -hmm. care of business. (laughs) Not knowing he could not read, not knowing he could not do any of that until my mother taught him. Mm -hmm. Well, here I am getting ready to go into my junior year, and I can't tell Mom and Pop I'm kicked out of school. Yeah. And then on top of that, listen to this. On top of that, I get a letter from Uncle Sam. Uh-oh. And the letter from Uncle Sam says, uh, you are now drafted into the United States Army. Oh, my God. Wow. There's two brothers right there. Yeah. Uh Told me to report to this area right outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the bus will be leaving from there, taking me to to, uh, uh, South Carolina Mm -hmm. is where the Army, one Army base was. And it was going. The bus was going to be leaving that day at four o'clock, and for me to report there. Now I'm kicked out of school, and I'm given the information that I'm in the army. <laughs> that I have to report down to this uh, to this base mm-hmm. to catch the bus to go to uh, South Carolina. I said, wow, we, man, (laughs) I prayed and prayed and prayed. Lord, what do I do? Who do I talk to? What's going on? What's happening? From Mm -hmm. both sides, I'm here. I'm finished. I'm completely finished. (laughs) Thing says, call coach. Wow. At Penn State. And who was the coach at that time? Coach at that time, <clears throat> Joe Paterno was there. Oh, wow. The coach and I want to yeah, ask you about Mr. That, Paterno. Uh-huh. Yeah, the coach at that time was Rip Angle. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Rip Angle was the head coach there. He's mm-hmm. the one that brought, brought Joe Paterno with him from Brown University when he took okay. over the Penn State job. That's how that happened. Wow, okay. Yeah. And uh, so Joe was there, Rip was there. So I called Rip and told him what, where I was. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm down right outside of Harrisburg, and the bus is supposed to be leaving at 4-something. And uh, I'm supposed to go in the Army. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they knew about my being kicked out of school because they were kind of trying to get a hold of me to come to the office. Right. Talk, talk with them, you know. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what to do. Right. You know. So um, the guy calls me, Mr. Lenny Moore, <laughs> could you report to Spec Sergeant so-and-so? Mm-hmm. I said, Lord, 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 now what? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm, I'm down here in Harrisburg getting ready to go into the thing to his service. I haven't told mom and pop I'm kicked out of school. They don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. What do I do? So I go in, I talk with the spec sergeant. He says, Lenny, he says, uh, we've got a report here that we're going to send you to Geisinger Hospital right outside of uh, State College, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we want you to report to Geisinger Hospital tomorrow morning, and uh, and we'll take it from there. I said, "Whoa, wow! What is this about?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, guys. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I get in the car because, see, with the bus leaving at four something, who's going to pick the car up? Right. i got to tell somebody because the car's there on the parking lot. You know? Right. Well, anyways, I drove back up to Penn State. Said I got nowhere to stay because I have no scholarship. Mm. So, But like they told me, come see us. That's mm-hmm. the football coaches, Joe Paterno mm-hmm. being one of them. Mm-hmm. Come see us. Well, of course, I had to because I had to report to the hospital the next morning. So anyways, I go and I go right uh, right to the uh, to the coach's office. And they said, well, you know, uh, we wanted to see you. How come you haven't come to see us earlier? Because we knew you were, you know, kicked out of school, so we wanted to go to work on that. And now... We understand that you're just about ready to go into the service. And we know that you're to report to Geisinger Hospital tomorrow morning. (laughs) And uh, so we're going to do that. So uh, they set me down and they talked to me and told me, if we get through this, we want you to stay at the Kappa House, which was a black fraternity. Mm-hmm. You stay at the Kappa House. Once you stay at the Kappa House, we can work on some other things. At least mm-hmm. we've got you covered from the place mm-hmm. to stay since mm-hmm. you lost your scholarship. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I go into Geisinger Hospital, and they went over me with a fine-tooth comb. Mm-hmm. I never went through so much mm, <laughs> beating around and shoving around and grabbing and holding and <laughs> specimens of this and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, come to find out, just to close the story, come to find out that uh, I was okay. Mm-hmm. Took me all my blood tests and all these other things. And uh, come to find out, I was given a 4F from the Army, mm-hmm. which means that, hands off, we can't do anything with you. We can't touch you. Safe wow. on that end. Wow. On the other end, 
They gave me a meal ticket, gave me a job, gave me a place to stay at the Kappa House. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's the two situations. They told me I had to take some correspondence courses to mm-hmm. work myself back into <clears throat> getting back into the uh, curriculum. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a question as to whether I could pass the courses or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't apply myself. Oh, I didn't right. apply myself because I figured, gosh, what for? What do I need this course for? What do I right. need that for? You know, that's not going to help me, you know, do right. anything. I'm not interested in it. In fact, right. I'm not interested in really sitting in class. Because right. nobody but me, you know, and whatever, for what? Right. To do what? Right. To go where? Right. You know. And um, so anyways, I got out of the hospital thing, thank God. Mm-hmm. That was squared away. I was admitted. I could. I passed the courses. Mm-hmm. And I was admitted into the summer sessions where I was taking, I think it was uh, 12 credits mm-hmm. in the summer sessions. And I passed those. It wasn't a question of could I pass it or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. apply myself right. before. So I passed those, and I was admitted back in the university, given my full scholarship. Wow. Wow. Back Never told mom and pop that I was <laughs> right. kicked out of school. <laughs> and then here was the army thing on top of that that jumped on me because once they got the information <clears throat> that I was no longer in school because I was in the R what they call the ROTC program, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. you know, in school. Mm-hmm. So I lost all of that. Ah. Yeah. So uh, I got all of that back. Wow. And if it wasn't for the coaches right. backing yeah. me, giving me a meal ticket, giving mm-hmm. me a job. So they saw something in you back Case then. Case closed. That's, yeah. They saw yeah. it in me. Right. When you and didn't even have it in yourself. Yeah. And I'd seen nothing in myself. Because I was figuring, I said, you know, Dad got to work and do this. Mm -hmm. Mom, she's scrubbing floors to get those extra dollars to, you know, to feed us and stuff like that. And uh, and here I am doing nothing. But you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, piggyback off of that a little bit because Teresa and I we talk about this on a lot of our programs, and this is a very this is, a, this is a teaching moment right here mm-hmm. because it what it seems like it and 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 you know correct me if I'm wrong Go but ahead. it seems like that you did not nothing started to happen until you activated your you, you were looking for you were questioning yes and if you had never well questioned yeah if you yeah. had yeah. never questioned it you yeah. God only knows what would have, you may have gone you know no matter we don't know what would have happened. But yeah. when you said, you know, I was searching for searching. myself. Me. I, was I was searching for, for me. Who for am you. I? Yeah. What am Isn't I? Isn't that something? Where am yeah. I? Why yeah. am I? And and, and yeah. look what happened. Look, look what happened when you start the See very that? moment you mm-hmm. stepped out and hey. you started asking those questions. There it is. God started giving you answers. There it is. Yeah. That's there it is. That's and I got powerful. the understanding. Through the knowledge mm. and the mm. wisdom of God. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it was and then wasn't went on until to get... that wisdom. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's what's happened. Just like we said, you get mm-hmm. your lessons, you're tested. Yeah. yeah. In life, you are tested yeah. first. Mm-hmm. And it's wow. for you That's... to get the lessons. Yes, yes. To find and then, the lessons. Oh, and That's then it wasn't long after that comes. that you got drafted for the Colts, correct? Case closed. Right. <laughs> and then again, mm-hmm. with all the race 
situations going on and the racial problems and whatever, every one of those coaches backed me 100%. So in other words, was one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. God gave me favor with them. So I know you really felt p- pretty bad for um, uh, Joe when all this uh, Penn State I stuff saw, was going down. I saw Joe a week before he died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I drove up to his home along with Lydell Mitchell. Okay. We drove up to Joe Paterno's home, spent two and a half to three hours with him before he was entered back in the hospital and mm-hmm. and died. Mm. And I said, Joe, why are they throwing your name out when Sandusky is the one that did all the <laughs> the, 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 the situations? Right. Yeah. And uh, he said, Lenny, he says, uh, when I found out, that Sandusky was doing these things to the youngsters. When I found out, he said, I went to Spanier. Spanier was the president at that time at Penn State. Mm -hmm. He said, I went to Spanier, and I told him everything that I knew. I also went to the athletic director. These are my two bosses. I went to them and told them exactly what was told me as to what Sandusky did. He said, Lenny, they didn't do a damn thing. Mm -hmm. He said, Lenny, they did absolutely nothing for over two years. Mm -hmm. And then that's why they linked Joe's name into it, that why didn't he do more? What could he do? He did what he was supposed to do. Right, right. You know, and uh, and that was the situation, right? And well, uh, Mr. Moore, Mr. Moore, before we go on, I uh, the time is running, but I have a yeah, caller that's ahead. been very patient, and so I just want to bring this caller in. Um, sure. Uh, to say hello to you. Sure. Uh, hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Four four six. Yeah. Hello. You're on the air. Who oh, am I hey. speaking with? Uh, this is Gary. How are you? Gary. Yes. Hey, how, how you doing? doing, my man? Doing great. Okay. Um, question, um, out of everything that you have experienced um, through your life, do you think that today's African-American athlete has it any better or or is it kind of the same as their own personal walk? Well, you know, uh, The best way that I can put it, we who have gone through a lot of the process and processes need to continue to reach out. Just like I was looking for me all those years and couldn't find me at all. And uh, a lot of these youngsters... They don't know who they are. They don't know why they are. They don't know where they are. And they don't know what they are. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, when people look at guys like myself, who God has blessed with talent and ability, and when I did not take advantage, of all that talent and ability that God had blessed on me because I didn't know me. And when I found out the me, I opened up the doors with open arms and said, God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. To the point that, like I was telling the ladies earlier, I did not play a single game in professional ball without having my little miniature Bible down in my right thigh pad. Right on. Right and, on. Uh, and that's what it was all about. But it was a question of, do you know him? 
Okay. Do you know what he's about? Yeah. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all in the scriptures. My yeah. son, right. my daughter, pay attention to mm-hmm. my words. Yeah. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Never yeah. let them depart from thine eyes. Keep mm-hmm. them, my words, in the midst of thine heart. For right. they are life to those who find them mm. and health to all thy flesh. All that fits all through me, in me, out me, around me, and whatever. Mm. That's what it's all about. Amen. Amen. See, it ain't about, uh, you know, that ball player or what. That ball player is nothing unless God created that. Right. <laughs> he created right. that. Yeah. 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 And didn't you and didn't you tell me, uh, Lenny, that you spoke with uh some of the Ravens players and especially with Ray Rice and you you believe now that he's followed in your footsteps as far as carrying his little miniature Bible in his right thigh pad. He's carrying his little miniature Bible in his thigh pad. Isn't that That's something? right. That's exactly and right. And you know, and when you watch him play, that he is he is just something else. Well, thank God, <laughs> thank God. Now, this is this is another big point. Mm-hmm. You look at Ray Rice. Ray Rice has been looked after by Ray Lewis. Yes. Do you remember the situation that happened down in Atlanta? Yeah. With Ray mm-hmm. Lewis. Talked about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was in jail. Yeah. Now, this goes to show you when you talk about race and all of these things, guess who went there and got Ray out of jail? Art Modell. Art Modell. Yeah. Art Modell. Yeah. A beautiful beautiful human being. Mm -hmm. He got Ray out of jail. When Ray got away from that, forgetting all those things prior to that, Mm -hmm. when Ray got out of that, that's when God came in the picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, right. Is a new human being. Yes, he is. He is a spirit <laughs> being. Yeah. He has a soul, even though yeah. he lives in a body. Yeah. But he is spirit. Yeah. 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 He's passed that on to Ray Rice. Yeah. He's passed that on to Reed. Yeah. The defensive back. Right. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. You ought to see. I go out every week to those practices. Mm-hmm. When you see the unity that's there, and thank God, I never thought I would live to see this. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would live to see this, the number of black Athletes, isn't it? An, oh my God, it's amazing, there. isn't it? Yeah, ladies, I can remember when we had hardly no numbers in the NFL. Mm-mm-mm. Every team that they introduce that you watch on TV, you will see almost the majority on those teams are black. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And a couple of quarterbacks, too. Case How about flow. that? Thinking positions. Middle linebacker, <laughs> Ray Lewis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. And almost then a couple of coaches. Whole, almost, How about that? Yeah. Coaches. <laughs> coaches. You just saw one with Pittsburgh. Head yeah. coach. Yeah. That was a good game last night, too, wasn't it? Did you watch Excellent that game? Excellent game. Excellent yeah. game. I don't but know about at, those uniforms, but that game was good. <laughs> well, you know, they, what they were doing was paying tribute to the older 
Pittsburgh Steelers who had oh, uniforms okay. like that. Okay. That's what that was about. Okay. Paying tribute okay. to. Now, that also tells you that paying tribute to also paying tribute to the number of the brothers on that team. Wow. Isn't that something? Case closed. Case closed. That is, that, that is so what awesome. it's about. That's what it's about. Well, Mr. Moore, I just, you know, I, I, I should have extended the time on this show because, I mean, it just went by so fast. Um, we're down at the end, and I, we had another caller. I can't even get to the caller. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the <laughs> caller on real quick okay. just for the caller sure. to say, uh, sure. to say hello because you and the caller, hello. You've only got about so thirty much, seconds to say hello. There's hello? so much to talk about. Hello. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to have you back. <laughs> hello? Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hello. Yes. Uh, Mr. Moore. Yes. This is Mr. York. I was in there in 58 and 59. I was 13 watching you play. Wow. And you were one of the best players i ever seen. I still have much Aww. admiration to you. Aww. Now, I wanted to know, I know one year you scored about 20 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to know what year it was and how many touchdowns you scored. What that year was was 1964. The best year. Woohoo! Yeah. Now, <laughs> 1964, the year before that, they were talking about the possibilities of trading me to Green Bay. So a lot of people don't know that. Right, right. We had a meeting with the owner who was Carl Rosenblum. Met with Cal. Cal asked me one question. He said, Lenny, do you want to play for the Baltimore Colts in 1964? I said, yes, Cal, I most certainly do. Mm-hmm. He said, the meeting's over. Because <laughs> they were doing something that happened in 1963. I got kicked in the head. Oh, wow. My helmet came off and I got kicked in the head. And for some reason... They didn't truly believe that I needed to be out those last two or three games. Right. So when this meeting happened that Carol said the meeting's over, boom, that was it. I said, okay, God and me. God and God me. And you. And you know what? On that, Mr. Moore, we gotta we're gonna have to wrap it up. And I'm gonna have to have you to come back on the show. Well, we got to. Uh, we got more to talk about. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. we do. I have so much more to talk to you about. Um, uh, but we're going to, uh, like I said, wrap this up. And I want to thank the callers who did uh, were able to get through because I, my my switchboard is lit up. I mean, my goodness gracious. So the next time I promise to have people to come on so that they can give you, you know, to, to just to say hello because you are Good. one awesome, Fine. awesome individual. Fine. Um, and I just can't thank you enough. This is what it's about. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Oh well, thank you so much, Mr. Moore. And you know what? I will definitely be in touch with you. Please um, do. Yes, sir. And it is again. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Pleasure's mine. Powerful interview. Powerful interview. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Okay. Alrighty. God bless you all. God Take bless care. you too. All right. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, now that concludes our show for this evening. Wow, that was powerful, powerful, powerful. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. Um, And a shout-out to my family and friends who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my Facebook family for listening in. A humongous thank you to the Hall of Famer, the legendary and former Colts legend, Mr. Lenny Moore, for joining us this evening. I can't thank you enough. Once again, a big thank you, Teresa, for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. For knowledge is power, and when we know better, we will do better. Please tune in next week, November 26th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net to get some extra motivation and inspiration. 
Download us for free on iTunes and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you next week. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone, and a very happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.